All right, uh, Genesis chapter 3. Uh, we were talking about uh, Moses and, or Moses, Abram and Lot. Um, I, I did find a map. It would be kind of hard for you guys to see. Um, but you see here, they started over here in Ur. All right, I don't know if y'all can see that. They started over here in Ur. Alright, and then they moved on up. Here's Karen. Here's where the dad, the grandpa passed away. Okay. And then here's where they moved down. Here's um, Shechem. And here's Bethel. So right here's Canaan. This is the promised land. This is where they were supposed to stay and go. Okay. And then down here's Egypt where they went and had that little fiasco with the, with the, the wife and whatnot. And they kicked them out. So where we left off is right here at Bethel. Okay. So they're all hanging out in, in the Bethel area right now, all right? So this is, um, yeah, I think so. Um, so in Genesis chapter 13, the first five verses we spoke about last week, um, they were getting to the point that they were, Loading up. God, remember, God had blessed them, told them that he was going to bless Abram and, and all those individuals. Uh, and so they were growing. They had all their stuff. They were all hanging out in Bethel. They had pitched their tents. Abram, and in his way, he built he built that altar, right, where they were calling on God. Um, they're all hanging out. Well, when we get into verse 6, we see, um, someone read verse 6 for me. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. No. And- Chapter 13. My bad. Did you say chapter 3? I probably did. That's my fault. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. All right. So here we have, um, we have an issue. They are abundantly growing. And the two of them together, they're starting to have all kinds of, uh, well, they keep calling it substance, right? They have... All this property, all these animals, these herdsmen, um, all this is growing and on both sides. I mean, they are wealthy beyond wealthy, as you can tell here. Um, But then we start having an issue. This is the beginning of where Abram and Lot part ways. Okay. Um, Verse 7, 13, 7 for me, somebody. And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abram. Cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanite and the uh, Perizzite dwelled then in the land. All right, so here's the beginning of the split, okay? And what's happening here is there's a couple different things going on. One the is, like verse 6 tells us, that they are growing so much and they're so, uh, they're, they're so um, prospering that the land itself can just not handle the two of them. Mind you, by then we're talking children, children's children. We're talking about, uh, you know, cattle, um, all kinds, goats, I'm sure. You know, I have no idea what they were. You have the rotator, you'll work out the grass. Well, and that's true, too. Yeah, you have that situation where you got too many people feeding in the same area, Um so it just was getting too much. The land itself just couldn't handle the two, all right? But the problem here in verse 2 or in verse 7 here is um, the herdsmen apparently are starting to fight. 
I assume that what they're arguing about is that Lot's people are mad that Abram's people probably aren't staying on their side of Bethel and they're letting their cows and pigs or whatever it is graze on one side or you know how things happen, right? So they're going back and forth and they're arguing. Now, the first one I understand. Land can just not handle. God's blessing them, okay? But this second one, this is what's aggravating is here you have this strife coming because they're they're feuding over land. Now, mind you, there's plenty of land. It's not like the world is overpopulated at this point in time, right? Um, they're in, in Bethel. God has promised to take care of their needs. So they're starting to fight. And, and as, as I was reading this story, I got to thinking about churches. Um, how many churches have you seen ripped apart over strife? Fights happen. Um, arguments happen. Two sides fight. And typically the two that are fighting hits over control of something. When you sit down and you think about it, a lot of it is, you know, this, this guy or this person thinks that it should be done this way. This way is the only right way. The other person, they don't like that. They think it should be done another way. And then divisions happen in churches and splits happen in churches and, you know, people fall out. You know, you have the land here that can't sustain this, but then you have people acting the wrong way. You know, and they, they, they're tearing stuff apart. They're arguing over this. You know, listen, there is a right way to leave and then there is a wrong way to leave. And in this particular situation here, the wrong way is starting to happen. Instead of getting together and say, hey guys, you know, instead of the herdsmen saying, listen, let's try to handle this out. Maybe we stretch out a little bit. Let's take it to where we need to take it. You know, and the same way it goes in church. When you have people, instead of saying, hey, we're having this issue, let's, let's go to the pastor or let's take it to the, you know, let's, let's handle this like family, like God's people, they continue to fight and to continue to argue um all over really it's all over superiority it's all about it has to be my way and i don't like the way you are doing it um so real quick jim i see i also see in there where it talks about the canaanites and the persasites being dwelling on the land i'm sure that so-called i'll just call them lost for better words they're not part of god's heritage i'm sure they weren't um helping things get along either well and they, and that may have been um I, I think it mentions these of course we know there are issues down the road right. but it also it, that goes to though there's not as, enough land to take care of them because these guys also the the canaanites and the perizzites also live in that same area so there is more people there that it can handle and from my study the canaanites are city type people um, the Perizzites were herder type individuals, so they would have been using a lot of the, uh, you know, the grass and the ground and, and, and whatnot. All right, so I, I want to talk about them for a little bit. So the dwelling of these uh, individuals also made it unavailable, right? So we know the Canaanites, we know where they came from, right? That's from Ham's lineage, right? And the curse um, on his grandson, or, um, on his son, Can or, yeah, um, Canaan, and so. What you have is the Canaanites build this collection of nations. And we see that later on. Um, and you have the Hizzites and the Jebusites. And you have uh, the Perizzites. 
They build this collection. I think it's five or seven different nations. Um, the Perizzites, this is the first mention of the Perizzites in this. They are also part of that. They're a Canish, they call them a Canaanitish nation. All right. And these individuals, they're around for a while. All right. We keep talking about how the Canaanites are, are a pain. Um, Exodus chapter 3. You see that they're around in Moses' day. Um, verses chapter 3, verse 7 and, 7 and 8. This is where God's talking to Moses and the, uh, the burning of the bush. All right, He says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their <laughs> sorrows. And I come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large and unto a land flowing with milk and honey and unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. All right? Now, this is what's amazing. We, we are seeing right now with Abram, God's promised land, land of Canaan. Correct. They are... People living there, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, and we see later on, in his land. Now, God's people, God gave them this land, and God's people consistently come in and out of the promised land. And yet, we see much later on the type of people that the Canaanites are. They're all godless nation, constantly occupying and never totally being removed from God's promised land. All because... God's people won't do what they're supposed to do. Now, picture today. You take America. How bad is it getting? Is it because the people that live here are so much stronger than God's people? Or is it because God's people are getting weaker and weaker by the day? Now, you know, I'm not saying that God said, go to America, this is your promised land. But a nation under God should be a nation under God. Right? And with God has our backs, we see, uh, it's early now, but we see here in this promise, God is telling Moses, hey, that's your land. These are your people. You need to wipe them out. Um, Joshua, now we, get, we fast forward to Joshua. Joshua 24, verse 11. This is... This is Joshua's farewell address. So Joshua is talking about the things of Moses and the things that he has done. And so he is referencing that great battle of the walled city. What was Joshua fought the battle of what? Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, right? Um, someone read verse 11 for me. And you went over Jordan and came unto Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hyde. Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, Jebusites, and I delivered them into your hands. So who was there at the Battle of Jericho? The same, the same people, these Perizzites. The what? All the ites. The ites. Yeah. All the ites. If you're called an ite, you're a cult. All right? Just, the, the ites. So what's that? Beware the ites of Canaan. Yeah. Well, you know, so you have all these ites, Canaanites and the Jebusites, so Jebu and Cain. And, yeah. um, so you have these groups. So 
again, the you know the Prisonites, everyone knows Cain, Canaanites, the Canaanites, the Canaanites. Mm -hmm. There's a group of them here, and they've always been around. It's not just the one. It is those that are occupying. We see Moses. He's supposed to lead his people out into Canaan. This is fast forward where Joshua moves them into the promised land. And they fight this battle of Jericho. Well, these all these people are here. Um, nothing, these people stay a thorn in their flesh for a very, very long time. Um, all the way till the days of Solomon. 1 Kings chapter 9. I just, and I, I know I'm diving deep into this, this one little group, but I just think it's, I love that, not love, I, it's amazing to me how we as people, we continue to fight as a, and we beat ourselves up over falling prey to the same sin or just struggling with being weak on certain things or whatnot. And I love to see that the mighty men of God, the mighty people, God's chosen people, had the same problem and it is always because they allow too much of the godless world into their godly lives every single time and it always stems back to not following completely through with what god says so you know and all in all should we beat ourselves up not necessarily but we should hold ourselves accountable for it, you know. We shouldn't quit and give up. Well, we just can't do it. This is something that I just can't, you know, fight, so I'll just give in to it or I'll let it happen or, you know, I'll not fight that battle. But that's not what God says. God continually sends people into the promised land to wipe out these ites, and he punishes those who won't do it. And there's consequences for, for part of the punishment is the consequence for not doing it. But he continues to do it, and he brings it up over and over. We saw here they're having an issue. We saw Moses was told to do it, Joshua. All the way here to Solomon, Solomon verses, or chapter 9, verses 20 and 21. Um, this is Solomon's ready to build his massive temple, right? Solomon is one loaded dude. He's got chariots upon chariots and armies upon armies. Um, in verse 20, he says, and, um, he's talking about who's still in the land, what he does is all the people that were left of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites that were not of the children of Israel, right? So you have all these ites that were still living around in that time, the children, the descendants of these groups of people that were still around. He takes them, he says at 21, their children that were left after them in the land, who's the children of Israel, also were not able to utterly destroy. How sad is that? We're all into Solomon. And they never wiped them out completely. He, upon those, did Solomon levy a tribute of bond service unto this day. So what he did was he took all those people that his people were supposed to wipe out all those times. He took all those descendants and put them together and got them all as what they called bond servants. And he used them to build his temple. All right. Now the, the Israelite people, they were, he made them as their cherry commanders and all that kind of stuff but he so what he did is he went and took them and slapped enslaved he bonded them used them all as bond servants and used them to build god's temple all right <coughs> so you have these these people all the way through to the day of solomon now this is a i don't know the year or the date 
But you have this long, long period of time that he continues to do all that. Second um, Corinthians or Chronicles, I'll just read that. It says Solomon numbered all. This is talking about that. And Solomon numbered all the strangers that were in the land of Israel after the numbering. Now, wherewith David his father had numbered them, and there were found. Someone tell me what this number is. A hundred and fifty thousand and three thousand and six hundred. 150,000 and 3,600. 35,366. Yeah. 155,000. Yeah. That's what was left. That was the descendants, what they had grown up to and built up to. So we're looking at over 150,000 descendants left over. Now, one, that tells you the size and power of Solomon because he was able to take 150 plus thousand people and use them as a workforce. So that tells you how big Solomon had gotten. Okay. So, I mean, that's a, a, it's not like there was a handful of people left. There was 150,000. I mean, that, how, how many people's in Cincinnati? You know, I mean, you, you were talking. Like yeah, I mean, we're talking a, a good size area. You know what I mean? That, that's a lot of people left over that should have been wiped out eons ago. Okay? So you have, we know the Canaanites were part of the, the Ham's curse um, and, and were a giant thorn in, in, God, in the God's peoples. But the, the Prisonites were also part of that. They were part of that empire that, that had been built. Okay? So... We have to make sure that today in these these times that, you know, we follow God. I mean, we're going into the new year here. Have we fully 100% given all to God? What part of our life do we still hold on to? What part... You know, there's there's a lot of things. Listen, you know, when I, I I grew up in a Christian home, I knew what I was allowed to watch and listen to and say and act like. And I didn't always follow that. My boys are always shocked when I can figure stuff out. They're like, how do you know about that stuff? Been there, done that. What do you think? I was 40 my whole life, you know. <laughs> um, there is a way we are supposed to act. All right? We don't always, it doesn't always happen. Doesn't always work out that way, but when we look at these individuals, we see that they don't always follow exactly. But God still loved them, and God still gave them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, no matter how they were reacting. And you know, how much dedication have we given to God? Is 2020 going to be the same as last year, or is 2020 going to be better? You know, there's so much, and it's just in our lives in general, you know, what part of our life is not edifying Christ? We got to think about that because um, we probably won't get into it today because there's a lot more. But when we, when we get into how Abraham responds, it's interesting on how he responds. You have Lot, um, Abraham, you know, they're talking, uh, Abraham comes 
and and Lot and his herdsmen are upset, and Abraham's upset. The strife's going on. There's this this battle between the two. They're not handling it correctly. But you you have the way Lot handles it and the way Abram handles it. When we go into this new year, a Abraham attempts to unify. I mean, his big thing, and we'll dive into it more next week, but his big thing is, hey, you know, we're brothers. Why are we fighting over this? We are family. We're fighting. So listen, there's plenty of land around here. Let's let's just diversify. Let's separate. Let's you go. He says, listen, and 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 I love the way he acts because splits, strife happens because two people bopping heads, right? Abraham's response is, say, listen, I'll tell you what. If you want to go off to the right here, I'm going to go to the left. If you want to go off to the left, I'm going to go off to the right. Like, you pick where you want to go. You choose, right? So, Abraham, Lot's response is, well, the plains of Jordan look really, really watered. They're sweet. I'm going to take that right there. Abraham says, go ahead. Or Abram says, go for it. And, and you think about that act of selflessness in our friendships, in our marriage, in our church home, in our workplace. You know, that act of, listen, there's an issue. There's strife. There's something going on. Instead of standing, now listen, there's, there's times to stand your ground. Okay, there, there's times that you're firm. There's times to do that. But, you know, there are also there's the times like in Abraham's situation, this, this is we're fighting over land. We're fighting over when, when God has all of the land of Canaan, okay? And it's kind of what I want us to think about in 2020 is, are we peacemakers that are devoted to the edifying of God's kingdom? Because ultimately, if our ultimate lifestyle is not to, that, to edify Christ, are, are we even effective at all? I mean, what's, what's our job? What's our duty? What's our service if everything we're doing is not to edify Christ? In this situation, that Abram says, God's blessing us. God's taking care of us. Instead of us fighting amongst ourselves, instead of us having the strife, let's just kind of move out a little bit. Um, so you have, you'll have, you know, the, we'll, we'll get into kind of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's sad because... You know, Lot moves on. He chooses selflessness, and then he faces Sodom and Gomorrah, which is an ungodly land. And Abram moves on. Um, but that's that's kind of what I want to leave with this the end of this last lesson for the year is 20, 2020, All right, it's a whole what is that? That's a whole new decade, right? We're starting all over again. Is there going to be more? Dedication is there? Do we need rededication? Um, what in our lives is not edifying? Okay, God doesn't require us to be perfect, and that's the beauty about our Lord is God doesn't call perfect people. He doesn't call no one in the Bible that I see that He called to to do His bidding were these great men of God. He took Abram was who a nobody. Abram wasn't, he was just Terah's son. Terah passed away. All of a sudden, he chooses Abram to talk to. Again, no inclination of who Abram was. He could have chosen Lot. Okay? No idea. But he chose, a, he, he 
chose to talk to Abram. I believe it's the heart. We, we see that there's, between him and Lot, that there's, that, there, there's a heart difference. And I talk about, we talk about that switch, that, that heart condition. You know, it's, there's, there's the getting saved and learning about God, and then there's that full-blown dedication, serving God. And that means you got to give up some stuff. It's like this, this new lifestyle Lori and I is on. There's, you know, there's just stuff that I cannot, I can't have anything that's carbonated. I got to stay away from all the carbonation, you know, and that's tough. It's really, really tough. I miss my Coke Zero. I do, but I can't have it. And that's the same way, you know, and, and, and yeah, I could probably drink a little bit. <coughs> it's going to hurt. And it's the same way with sin. You know, we could partake in some of that. Some of this world we can partake in. Listen, if I go out and the wife and I have a beer, God's not going to send me to hell, okay? But one can turn into two. Two can turn into more. Friends could see me. Someone else could see me. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and there's, there's just things that I should abstain from. There's, you know, that was one of my big convictions about music, you know. I, I made a decision a long time ago to stay away from secular music. Is it going to send me to hell? No. But it, it messed with my thinking process. You know, because I was listening to more of the world than I was the things of God. And, you know, and, and it's those type of things you come to on your own. What, what am I, although it's not killing me, is it helping me grow in Christ? And, and for this class, listen, for 2020, I want you guys to honestly and, and sincerely think about, <coughs> is this class what we want it to be? Are we going in the direction that we want it to go in? Are you guys getting from me what you want to learn? You know, I'm open. Yeah, I've always been open. We'll, we will stop this study and move to something else if that's something that the class wants to do. If there's other things that you want to hear about, then let me know. And, you know, I, you're not, no one's going to hurt my feelings. If you want to boot me out and put somebody else in here, you ain't going to break my heart either, okay? That just means Lori has to listen to me a lot more because i got to have that talking all the time thing, all right? <laughs> but seriously, 20, 2020... It's a whole new decade. You know, we need to be more dedicated. We need to, to make sure we're listening. Just reevaluate us as a whole. Jim? I say that's where discipleship's important, mentoring. 